Enjoy the show. Play on my tangent. What did you try for? Free Trade Entertainment presents the Great Media Comic Con at the Media Community Center, May 20th, 2023. From 11 to 7 p.m., we will have celebrity guests, artists, vendors, and so much more. For more information, follow facebook.com backslash Great Media Comic Con or at Great Media Comic Con on other social medias. And hi. I will allow it. It's gonna get awkward when he's older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to say that. We're not sixty-year-old guys podcasting with you. It sounds like you was a kid. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was my dad's friend before he died of an aneurysm. God, I wish I gave less stress on Twice. his heart. <laughs> um, um, interesting news. Jerry the King Lawler yesterday had a stroke, yeah. and he. He was found face down in the parking lot um, near his house. And he is conscious, cannot talk, Mm. and lost all feeling and mobility on his right side of his body. So he had a stroke. Strokes will fuck you up. Uh, Yeah. He got the old... He's he's yeah he's, the old Dicky Clark. He's got a really long road ahead of him. He's gonna have to learn to do most things over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the old Dicky Clark because Dick Clark, one of the like last New Year's Eves, they rolled him out. It was just like half of his face just to quote John. Pretty much. <laughs> the worst thing with Dick Clark is he kept doing it. Oh it's shit! Depressing. Yeah, to tell James That's Brown what you he was dead. To see every year, yeah. yeah to tell James Brown he was he dead. He kept torn for six years, right. six he months. He didn't want to give the money back, and those dates had to be completed by someone. Well, he kept on asking for it because he kept. He was like, "Hit me!" <laughs> <laughs> um, Just saying. <laughs> I think it's the official time for, to start you know, this the, podcast. Those last shows were Britney Spears live. Know what I'm saying? Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> no, because they just—it's all recorded. Okay, yeah, yeah. Staring. Oh, I thought you were going for a hit me joke yeah, because no. that was good. That was good. Inadvertently it's tied a right in. Double whammy there yeah. for you. Onions, people. We're all about onions. A lot like the onion that is starting this podcast because we are the Triforce Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left in the Projanger box, well, left in the Projanger box, is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And around us and always with us is one Stephen Bucarell, big brother, our omnipotent presence that is. Joining us later will be one wonderful woman, Katerina Thermoscaro. But we want to start off the podcast by telling people to hop over to our Facebook site that we have for an event coming on. The Facebooks. With the Great Media Comic Con has officially been announced. And we have a lot of great things in store. Old Man and myself, along with our Iron Kelly, have been, uh, you know, really putting our, our you know, our uh, elbow grease into it, if you were. And uh, we've been getting this thing up and running. There's a lot of excitement around the pod, 
uh, podcast around. I wish um, there was a lot of excitement around the Comic Con. We're happy for everybody. We're looking for vendors and artists, and of course, we're looking for you to stop on by May twentieth and see the Great Media Comic Con for yourself. Uh, food, you know, drinks, all that stuff, comics, games, toys, maybe even a West Coast Avenger. Or not West Coast, uh, Philadelphia Avenger. I don't know. We got a lot of stuff Phil, going on. Philly Avenger. Yes, Philly yeah. Avenger. <clears throat> Beatrice, how do you say her last name? I can say it wrong because I'm always but wrong. I, I don't know. Bow you can Apple. say it wrong. Beapple? Bow Apple. Freddy Krueger's, Whatever works. Freddy Krueger's mom from Nightmare on Elm Street 5. She's going to be there. As well as, oh, God, what was his name? The voiceover uh, artist. Uh I want to say it was Ben. It's probably not. Good. More to come. More to come. Yeah, there's a lot that's of a stuff. Weird name. More to come. <laughs> ben More to come. That sounds no. That sounds rather your mom's house of a name. But we uh, we want you to hop over to meet to media. Visit us. Obviously, we're going to be there all day, and we want to see you there, man. It's going to be a great event. A lot more to come. A lot more that we're going to be announcing on this very show. Um, a lot like yes, announcing. Sir. Wonderful woman, Katarina Thermoscara, joining us. Welcome back, Kat. Hello. Obviously, it's been a while since we have all convened here, but there has been a little bit of nerdy news that has happened. Like our first story that I stumbled across, Matthew McConaughey is a secret agent Elvis in Netflix's new animated series. Yes, you heard oh, me right. Okay. You heard me right. Yeah. I mean, that's all right, all right, all right, if you ask me. I mean, who else would you want to be a uh-huh. secret agent Elvis, you know? Very anime. Very anime. Agent Elvis. I'll even do the lip, you know what I mean? Uh, agent Elvis <laughs> is an adult animation mo- series, which, oh, God, I sound like Dr. Phil. I can't do that. Um, which means a lot of swearing and plenty of blood. Who would have thought there'd be a lot of blood with Elvis? I mean, besides the spousal abuse. And the fact that he married a 12-year-old. The man did have over 30 boobies, though. Yeah, Yeah. You know, vast catalog. It was like, look at him. He's an actor. It was kind of like the John Wayne, like, like, this is Elvis in a movie. (laughs) This is Elvis as a sailor. Yeah. (laughs) Who would have thought he's singing? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Elvis singing again. Who knows if there's going to be a lot of singing in the (laughs) King of Rock and Roll's Assassin series here. Um, But we have... Uh, the series is created by Priscal Presley and John Eddy. So the series des- uh, it just follows the king of rock and roll. Uh, instead of singing, he, the series will follow Elvis Presley as he is recruited by a shadowy, <clears throat> shadowy government organization that has him running espionage missions and killing bad guys. Who doesn't want to see Secret Agent Elvis? You know what I mean? Is he a secret agent in it? Yeah, he's running espionage. I mean, it's not like he's handing out coupons, like hiding in the bushes, like 5% off your next purchase. 
I mean, you know, oh! the the most the well, most he's you. probably getting to that is probably playing Goldeneye on Xbox Game Pass now. Okay, that's true. They did, a, didn't it? Uh, was it a, a cheat for Elvis? I don't know. I don't know. It's been too long. Way too long. Either that, or it was an internet thing where they just reskinned Odd Job. Mm-hmm. That might be it. A lot like reskinning this next story. Giggity. Oh boy. Invincible is finally coming back for season two. Seth Rogen's animated alien loves two things, burgers and release dates, apparently, because they have like a little teaser trailer here for where the, uh, uh, what was his name? Alan the Alien. He met up with Invincible at a not Burger King. That's the worst trailer ever. Ready? Want to see it again? <laughs> it's longer than that. <laughs> but essentially, um, it's been a good while. It says that the series is coming in late 2023, so probably end of this year we'll be able to see this. But the continuation of this show, because I was very impressed with the Invincible as the animation, uh, it's comic book adaptation to animation, it was very impressive because it expanded where, you know, it wasn't just a f- full-on copy like DC does. DC will copy with an animation, they'll tip, you know, but it still feels like very comic book. This... Feels like yep. its own universe. If I were to just analyze it, because I read like it was like, oh no, so, no, analyze away. As soon as I got Comicsology, I just went through. I think they had like sixteen volumes of Invincible available for free, and I was like, yes, please. And this series, it's you know just taking different bits of little things of like, hey, we'll take this from that one here, and do they move things around but it still feels like its own fleshed out universe to where if you're a fan of the comics, you can still watch it and say, well, what are they going to add in there? I kind of know where I'm going. You know what I mean? It's like trying to navigate when you're drunk. Like, oh, I think it's down there and you make a right. Oh shit. You're supposed to make a left. Why is everybody else driving on the wrong side of the road? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> but, <laughs> animation wise, I was impressed with the uh, initial uh, freshman uh, run of this series and with Seth Rogen I mean he does it's not like he has a hand you know minus his hand of gold but certain projects he touches do not suck I'll, I'll put it that way there's okay. some people you can't say that about so that's true He's got that going for him <laughs> that's very true um, can't see you it's very true because a lot of people are saying this next story is in the suck category. However, DC unveils the first 10 projects to be under the Gun Saffron leadership. So it's been said many times over they have a 10-year plan. They just released their 10-film plan with this story. So... I mean, we have uh, the movies. We'll start off there. Superman Legacy sets open July 11th, 2025. Superman Legacy will mark the start of the DCU, as Safran put it. And But it will not be an origin story of the proverbial Man of Steel. Oh it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. 
He is kindness in a world that thinks of kindness as an old-fashioned. So, eh, I mean, Superman, he says, you know, Superman is is for everyone, all that. I mean, uh, I kind of feel like this is a lame duck, just as a, a, a softball idea pitch for Superman. Now, how can you save this? I don't know. Give me Brainiac, Lobo. Well, there's nothing saying that we might not get those. Mr. But if, if James Gunn is doing a long arch and is going to take his time and build the universe, then I think that this is a good story. We don't need origin stories. We don't True. need them. No, we don't. But Especially not for the big three. It's The thing that I liked that I'll say before going on to the next one is that what he is proposing is animated and live action are both the same person going forward. Yeah. Same person. I can dig it. I can dig the, it because there's stuff that you can do in animation that you just can't do in live action. And you still appease both fans. Like, oh, it is, it's the same guy. There's that sense of, oh, okay, now I'm a little bit more comfortable with this idea. Well, it's good. Anyone who's just getting started, and I think that what he's trying to reach is a new audience, not necessarily the existing one. And we'll see how that works out for him. It's a lot more digestible when everything that you're consuming is tied in together. If you were to walk into a comic book store right now and be like, I want to start reading Mm Spider-Man. How many different versions of Spider-Man are there, even just out right now? Oh, yeah. As opposed to if you want to get into some of the backlog. True. It's overwhelming. So yeah. I get what I'm, I'm assuming that I understand what he's trying to do, mm. which is to bring to make it a little bit more plausible. Because one of the things that people complain about is the DC movies are too complex for new people coming in. Mm. They assume that you know everything. And then they focus on building the wrong parts of the story. Everybody knows who Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are. Everybody knows their backstory. Like, we're good. We're good. We don't need any more origins. Yeah. Um, and some of the other stuff, like Booster Gold and Swamp Thing, are stuff that we've been saying yeah. that we've wanted to see for years. Oh, so, years on this podcast. Booster Gold, if you don't know him, he's a loser from the future who just takes basic technology back with him and acts like a big shot. How could you not want to watch that show or series? Make it anything. Keep that motherfucker in your universe. He's amazing because he's so just, he's a jackass. He's awesome. I love Booster Gold. Um, but the authority. Less than idealistic approach to saving the world. Um, at, you know, that, that could be anybody. It's very relatable. Um, but Gunn spoke at some length about the authority. Uh, he said he's really excited to bring it to life. The characters come from Wildstorm, which was launched in 1992 as an independent entity under current DC Comics chief Jim Lee. Uh, ask Frank about Jim Lee sometime. I love it. And ultimately made an imprint of DC. The Wildstorm characters were later folded into the main DC universe when the company rebooted its continuity with the new 52 initiative, which I will say was a soft reboot for the comic, which is also what they're taking the universe after the Flash as a soft reboot. We get Shazam, Flash, that's their soft reboot. Then you have uh, Blue Beetle and Aquaman. And then these projects we're talking about. So that's kind of the timeline. Because just like Kat was saying, with Batman, leave the Waynes dead. Let's move on. And that's what Seriously. they're doing with Batman Brave and the Bold. 
they are focusing on the version of Robin, which I have to be very specific when I say this. Damon Wayne. Not Damian Wayans. Oh, okay. What about Marlon? He's not going to be in it either. No? No. No, he wasn't. I'm going to get you, sucker. And once again, that's Ivory. A, that's an a that's a onion layer level um, joke because uh, he was supposed to be the, the Robin in the Tim name? Burton universe. Oh, I can't remember the sister's name. There's a sister. Kim. Yeah, it could be Kim. It could be Betty. I don't know. Um, but they're focusing on Damon Wayne. I think and, I'm forgetting one or two. And focus on Damon. I think we are forgetting one or two. Yeah. And they're focusing on the Bat family as a whole. They're going to be in it, which is great because the Bat family was massive. It still is massive. This man's supposed to be a loner in a cave, and he has a bunch of friends with him. Like, where'd you get these fucking kids? And then go watch Mo Money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a menace to South Central because you you're juicing the hood. Well, you're going to have that your favorite assassin murderer drinking his juice in the hood. With Batman Brave and the Bold. I like the direction of this project, especially you're bringing in everybody. You can have uh, Luke, uh, Lucius Fox's son, um, Lucas. He was real original. Um, but you can have a whole bunch of bit characters like Huntress and, you know, uh, Red Robin as well as, you know, Red Hood and all of them. And they don't have to take time to explain. We can just say, hey, these are these characters. And you can just build off of that and have fun with it, especially since you're going back and forth between animated and live action. That's a nice crutch that you can use to keep the story going forward. We can't hear you, Kyle. Are you muted? Yeah, you're... you're. We'd like to hear you. There we go. Hey, there she is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, I was brewing a cup of coffee, and I didn't want that to be, oh. like... Fair screaming enough. in your ears. Didn't want um, that percolation all over the over the mic. No, it's, I did. It was not. time for the percolator. I feel. Um, I just feel bad that we're not going to get the Jensen Ackles Red Hood because seeing him in the boys and seeing what a dastardly man he can be. Not to mention what he did with Supernatural. I think he would have made a good Red Hood. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no saying that he won't. I exactly. Mean, we know people that play multiple. Things in multiple universes. Mr. Gunn but, um, said we're going to see some new faces. We're going to see some familiar faces, but maybe not in the roles that we've seen them. I thought he was kind of talking about Jason Momoa after Aquaman. Yeah. Like, hey, bye-bye. But I kind of feel Lobo. like, yeah, I kind of feel like maybe we could see somebody like a Jensen Ackles maybe. popping up as a Red Hood. You know? Get these actors. Anything can happen. It's roles. Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Like you look at like uh, what's his name Zachary uh, Levi, I want him mm -hmm. back as Shazam. He's perfect. Leave him alone. I or, still see him as Chuck. Or recast. I think, so I think he was a, a good kid. choice for Shazam. I I do feel that he was a great choice for Shazam, but he's still Chuck to me. Yeah, I always wanted to watch that series. I never. I think got he would enjoy it. it. Oh yeah, I always wanted to watch it. I was like. I'll watch that someday. <laughs> I really liked it, but it's one of those things. I watched it back then. I don't know if watching it now with everything that's happened in the world mm -hmm. since then, if, if you know, sometimes you go back to watch something and you're like, oh. Maybe that guy at Best Buy really was a secret agent and he wasn't on crack. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. 
Um, but I think I think that you would like it. It's fun. A lot more fun than this next one, which is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And it's not like a, you know, Legion of Superheroes storyline. It's right out of, uh, based on King's comic of the same title, 2021-2022, Woman of Tomorrow features Supergirl, uh, Superman's cousin, Kara Zor-El, a little bit different from we know. We, see, we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he's an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a, a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. It took 14 years? That's right. That went really dark really quickly from, hey, it's Damon Wayne, an assassin, and he's the little troublemaker, but he has a quirky relationship with his dad, to she watched everyone she loved die. (laughs) Over a long period of time, yeah. Oh, so there was suffering involved. That makes it better. (laughs) Like, damn, man. I wonder if we're going to see any of that, like them traversing the Mm -hmm. universe, low on resources. We haven't seen Krypton like that because nobody watched that Krypton show on the CW. Obviously. I I also did not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't have cable. That's why. Did it end up? Did it end up on HBO? It was on HBO. But really, is that why? I think so. I don't have HBO Max, so if it was on there, then I didn't see it. Oh, it was on Had it ended up on, like, Hulu or Netflix, I probably would have watched it. It was on CW, so, I mean, it's always possible. I mean, they're just gambling off everything they got now. I thought it was on Sci-Fi. It was on CW? No, you're right. It was on Sci-Fi. It was on the Sci-Fi show. That's why I didn't watch it. They pop up all that crap on CW, and I was just like, man. But, no, you're right. That was Sci-Fi. But we got some good stuff from (laughs) Sci-Fi, like Legion. That was um, we got Legion, job. we got Van Helsing, we got Winona Earp. I mean, a lot of like quirky, fun shows. And they got a lot of good stuff. But they I even... think also one of the women from Krypton was um, one of the Dora Milaje. Oh, if I remember correctly. I was about to say though, even uh, sci-fi old man, they played one of your favorite shows, uh, Firefly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to play that all the time. Our main man, Connor, for his one-punch yeah. break. Thank you, buddy. Can I turn around and show him? Yeah, I'll show him. Ooh, fantastic. Awesome, oh, buddy. You, I made it at a scout. You no, made it's it at for you. It's for you. Okay, I'll it's put it right here. There you go. Aww. Thank you, buddy. Love you. Love you said you it too. twice. Like, no, it's for you. It's for you. <laughs> like... <laughs> I was waiting for him to say bitch. I don't want it back. <laughs> he didn't think he got it. He had to say it. <laughs> I'll say it again for the people in the back. It's for you. In your, <laughs> is he six now? He'll be seven in May. Oh, holy shit. And your six-year-old hands you a Valentine. You freaking take it. <laughs> from the light heart. That That's is a nice Valentine. It's adorable. Uh, from the lighthearted to the dark with Swamp Thing. Um, they're going horror. And yeah. I like it. Yes. yes. One season we got on the DC channel was mm-hmm. fantastic. I loved that season. I would have loved to see more. I understand why they stopped it because it was so expensive and maybe... you got to maintain a swamp. Apparently, that's a lot but of money. it looked amazing. I love the story. It was spooky and it's what you want mm-hmm. from swamp. I don't want, like, kitschy. Yeah. I want I want it to mm-hmm. be dark and horror and yeah. 
Well, especially scary. with this because they want to have a mashup quality with their characters going forward. And they want to have like that feeling you had when you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy and you didn't you weren't able to uh, see how Rocket Raccoon would mash up with Thor. Like, I can't see this. But that was one of the best parts of Infinity War and Endgame was that interaction between Rocket and Thor. That kind of, I'm going to pull that from Marvel, that kind of feeling into a scene, into, you know, planning your characters. I mean, they're two mad scientists in the, in the, in the oven, but I want to think that the stuff we saw out of the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker was not, you know, a fluke. This is, these are calculated, you know, uh, adjustments that they're making to the DC universe. They seem like old man moves. It seems like he's, you know, somebody pulling strings, somebody puppet mastering. <laughs> yeah, uh, confuddlement. Ooh, me. Chris's <laughs> yes, eyebrow you. agrees, but just the one. <laughs> that was the people's eyebrow. Um, <laughs> television wise, and that was just movies. Television wise, Creature Commandos. Um, Creature Commandos, uh, the premises features Frankenstein's monster teaming up with werewolf, vampire, and Gorgon to fight Nazis in World War II. Any objections? Oh. All right, we'll Gorgons. move on. Waller oh, okay. is the next one, and that's focusing on uh, the first... I wonder uh, what. Well, it's, it's picking up after Peacemaker. <laughs> after... Uh, after Amanda Waller's daughter, spoiler alert, outed her and the su- what she did with the Suicide Squad, like, hey, look at this fucked up shit, y'all. She said she got that out there. That's where this series is picking up with, I'm sure, going to be a Well, drama. well, well. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm above the law. Turns out, no, says the legal department. Not so much. But Safran stated that they are crushing it when talking about the scriptwriters for Waller. So when you're in that realm, especially with Amanda Waller and everything with the Suicide Squad and that kind of... They're saying that that same team that was with Waller in Peacemaker, coming Mm -hmm. on back. So we're going to get all those characters back. I can't say that's a. This is the layup right here, especially because it's TV. Hey, if it does well, boom, Waller gets a season two. You know, Peacemaker gets a season two. We have this whole conduct. You know, this startup. Yeah. And when you have an ensemble cast, it just works better as a series than it does as films. You get to really, you get to focus on certain people and certain ones. You get to really build a a longer arching story while having these individual episodes. I want to see kind of like a messed up A team. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just what I was hoping from Bad Batch until you introduced Omega. <laughs> yeah, I love Omega. Disney. Omega? I love X. <laughs> I did finish on, the first Ricka. season. I haven't started the second one though. I love where they're going with the second season too. But mm-hmm. the relationship between Omega and Wrecker, probably one of my favorites. Because they're buddies. I I get it. I do. But I, <laughs> not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted the bed, bitch. They could, they could make paper lanterns for all I care. And I'd be like, that was a great episode. Listen, I don't understand 
why Disney, whose main focus is children, always has to put children in all of their goddamn shows. It's so children can identify. It doesn't make sense. I can't get it, damn it. (laughs) But there's a greater plan at work, like with lanterns. Oh, yeah, those lanterns, the green ones. We're finally getting some kind of content from DC with the green lanterns. And it's not going to be Bill and Fred from, you know, sector you haven't even heard of. It's going to be two of the most <laughs> famous oh, we love Bill and Fred's Green Lanterns <laughs> the galaxy will ever know. Of and Hal- George Farlson. <laughs> Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Not that Jon Stewart. There is no daily show or speaking for veterans involved. Well, I mean, maybe because he wasn't. I want, I want John Diggle. I want the actor who played John Diggle to be John Stewart. I know he's not. I already know he's Te- not. But well, that's te- what I want. No, technically, he is John Stewart because I know. he took his mother's maiden name. So, yes. I mean, we're but talking about the same person. That's why I want him on this show, but I don't think they're going to do it. Man, that would be good. That'd be good. It would be. Give him a like, maybe if they do a multiverse universe um, episode and oh. have him be it. You know they're gonna work on to uh, work up to crisis again, some kind of reboot. So why not have that John Diggle? Boom! Oh, John Stewart. My name's John Diggle. What are you talking about? I'm a Green Lantern, though. You know? Yeah. Some weird kind of back and forth like that. That'd be I mean, like you have failed this city. Oh, sorry, wrong universe. <laughs> but I love how they dropped Greg Berlanti's. Want to use every other lantern besides the two you care about? Like, no, Kermit. We don't care. Give me those two, because they have the best storylines. You look at Beware My Power, the the recent animated Green Lantern. That is an Mm -hmm. awesome movie. Mm -hmm. Amazing movie. There's a lot of stuff they do right, especially we keep touting this one with animated, but I have faith that if you're treating this actor at the same level, animated and live action, you're getting that guy for both projects. You're going to treat both with the same amount of care. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll have them on the Lantern Rainbow Connection. <laughs> okay. Permit will. But yep. this isn't going to be... <laughs> and, and this is the difference between the shows is Berlanti's show was more focused on like a space opera feel. To where this show is true detective, the space story. You know, good old like terrestrial based investigation thing. show. Like, who well, I look it on at my planet? ring and I'm wondering where I'm going to get donuts. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, at least they said. At least they said true detective and not like law and order. Because if it was law and order, nobody would stop working while they talked to these goddamn Green Lanterns. If they said it was like murder, she wrote, you'd get even more people. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you would. We're getting a murder mystery Green Lantern show was my point, but I like yours as well. <laughs> I want to see Green Lantern's murder, she wrote. Green Lantern mixed with murder. She wrote mixed with a, like some uh, a sprinkle of quantum leap. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god! That gave me a '90s seizure. Jesus! <laughs> I just yeah, saw especially all these. If they wear the clothes from the '90s, that will. <laughs> <laughs> like like in that limbo era of '88 to '93. <laughs> now that's a that's an epic level of '90s flashback. If I were to say, yeah. Just like Max Headroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Today. 
Paradise Lost is a Game of Thrones-ish story, Saffron said, set on the island of Themyscira before the birth of Deanna. I've been waiting for your opinion on this uh, piece of TV series. Um, You know, the history of the Amazons is something that doesn't really get touched on. Um, you you only get it like in the very first issue, and even then, it's like the first couple of pages, and then it goes right into Diana coming. So this is very fascinating to me, especially if we're going to see where um, Hercules tricks them and steals um, Hestia's belt and everything, and then they have then it's when they get their chains, and then they they become enslaved, and then they have to free themselves, and then they wear the chains from there on as a symbol of you know don't trust anybody, like you know. That'd be cool. Not everyone is your friend kind of a thing. I am interested in these stories. Not to mention there are things that have been alluded to both in the comics and in the in the Wonder Woman live action films that we've recently seen. And even in some of the animated stuff about large wars or or really serious. Um, you know, like even in the beginning of uh, freaking which one movie Justice was League. it? Just, was it Justice League in the beginning? We had Snyder's. that big war. Yeah. With the mother boxes the first time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I I, yeah. I would love to see and um, Hippolyta and, and Tyope and like all of them back. I know the likelihood of them getting the actresses that play them in the live action film is not going to happen. Um, even if they play something a different character, as even as older Themyscirans, mm-hmm. I would freaking love it. But I am interested in this story. I'm I'm interested in the backstory of the Amazons because one of the things that they say in the very first few pages of um, George Perez's Wonder Woman, the post-crisis Wonder Woman, when we're starting her origin story all over again, is that all of the souls of the Amazons were from women through the ages before that that had been killed by men in, in very violent, violent ways. Ooh. And their souls were put into Gaia's... I guess womb, I guess is the only way to say it. And then when Zeus needed this army, they pulled it from them, all souls except one. One soul stayed in in, in there, and that soul ended up being Diana. So mm. I don't know what we're going to see, if they're going to touch up on these or if they're even aware of what their lives were before they were brought yeah. back to life um, as, you, you know, this army. But I'm fascinated by all of it. And of course I would be because I'm a Wonder Woman fan. But to yeah. see... If they give it the same care that we did in the first film and as we have in the animated series would make my little geek heart happy. This is this is one of the few things where I'm like, do we really need to see how we got here? Because we're here already. But I want to see how we got here with this. I want to see whatever they want to give us. And just getting more of Themyscira would Mm -hmm. be amazing to me. That place is beautiful. Just like I'd love to see more of Krypton. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing that I think we're touching on on the Supergirl and the Wonder Woman uh, series that they're going to be putting out is they're focusing on a time point and a time that you even a timeline that you didn't know you wanted. And it's highlighting things that you don't necessarily know, like Paradise Lost. When you're describing that, oh, and, you know, Hercules and all this, I'm like, yes, that fits right in the line with the name of the show. With, that's what you want to encapsulate it with. Paradise Lost, I could see it as the high and mighty Amazons being tricked by Hercules, him being the antagonist of the show, and that being all leading up to every, everything. All hope is lost. Hey, these women are naive. Diana. They were trusting. They thought he was their friend. Mm-hmm. 
And then he ends up stealing from them and enslaving them. And and that was a very powerful lesson for them to learn. And it absolutely shaped the Amazons going forward, which is why they trained the way they did and why they stopped allowing men on the island at all because of that. Well, enslavement will tend to do that to you. So, like, it's just I am interested in seeing this just like um, in the Rings of Power. Very little is mentioned of Galadriel's past in either the Cimmerillion or the Lord of the Rings. So to have that story told for you is exciting because it's like it's it's not impacting the story further down the line. You're still going to get where you're getting. Um, but because we don't have that backstory, they can do really interesting and cool things with it. And I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we get something that's worth the wait there. But yeah, I'm all for more Themyscarans. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's you. You have to move on because I will talk about this for another hour. <laughs> like, well, it's it's one of those me. things that it's one of those shows that I think is going to surprise people to where they're like, oh, okay, no wonder when there's going to be a lot of hate involved. A lot like all these projects we've talked about with the DC universe. We have been preaching for hating something you haven't even seen yet. Exactly. But there's a lot of promise here that I think that even the, the most dismissive should at least keep an eye on because you have two fans getting a hold of not just a couple toys. Like I got a Batman and I couldn't get a Superman. So I got a, you know, a Greg, the, the bagger from giant and we're going to make a movie with them. They have the entire sandbox and all the toys. They can play around. It's not like Marvel to where like, all right, well, you got to talk to Sony. You got to you got to talk to uh, you know, uh, pa- or who owns Hulk? Is that Sony? Marvel? No, uh, it's uh, somebody. Universal. Else. Universal. That's right. I knew it was somebody useless. Universal. Like, oh, you got to talk to Universal. You got to talk to Sony. Like, I can't make all the decisions myself. This is Gun and Saffron saying, "What do we want to do? What do we want to do with this story?" This is how we're going to introduce it. Some stuff that people don't may not be familiar with, but could be like, oh my God, Batman Brave and the Bold. Amazing. That's what people will say in the future. So that's the kind of feel that I get from it is that we're seeing there's going to be a lot of dismissive stuff, like even with people, you know, may dismiss Booster Gold. But you watch the animated series, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mm hmm. That's an amazing show. You get Booster Gold. You get a whole bunch of different, you know, uh, heroes popping in in that series that you didn't know about. But now, once you watch that, you're like, I like that guy. <laughs> like the original Blue, uh, Blue Beetle. Tim. Yeah. Cool. And yep. DC, with their animated stuff, they just tend to have more fun with it. And I don't always mean <coughs> fun as in funny. I just mean that they do things that they, they might hesitate to do in live action because of how it'll translate but in, in animated you can do whatever and it doesn't yeah. look as odd as when you're trying to do it in live action but um you know i my biggest concern with james gunn is that he would go the way that it went with suicide suicide squad mm-hmm. and peacemaker and the boys and invincible where it's just super gory mm-hmm. And the lineup that he's coming out with, it doesn't translate into that kind of thing. So I'm I'm hopeful. And I don't see a problem with what he's doing here. I don't want a whole bunch of big things at once. Give me some big things. Give me some little things because I know that you're you're building a baseline. And I'm here for that. 
We said that we wanted them to do a hard boot. We said we wanted them to take their time. This is exactly what he's doing. So everybody just chill out. And, and he's not necessarily killing ideas because they're, already, down now. they're planning down on now. other series like the Matt Reeves universe. That's going to continue to go. The Joker Dang. universe. That's going to continue to go. They're going to keep going with these good ideas. So it's not the end. It's the end of shit. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> now we're going to get new shit. And then we'll shit on the new shit, and then it'll be old shit. That's no, how this let's news not story say works. that. Let's not go in there with that kind of mentality. <laughs> it's going to be at least mediocre. Well, the only thing I have to say to that is you want to set the bar reasonably. <laughs> this is the way. A lot like our I go story. in with C minus expectations. Exactly. <laughs> as long as it's above a failing grade. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a 59. You didn't it can't get be a 59. A, you didn't get I a D. See pregnant Good zombies, job. I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> We're going to have to see on over to this next story. Um, the Mandalorian popped out a trailer while we were gone for season three. And it's a long road for Mandalo- uh, Mando to Mandalore on this next season. Um... Mandalorian season 2.5, or better known as Book of Boba Fett, left us off with uh, baby Grogu and Mando linking back up in the awesome new ride because Exhibit came by and pimped his ride. But in the trailer, we see a lot more Mandalorians. We see a bunch of different kinds of helmets in here. So where we see Mandalore, we see baby Grogu later on in the trailer. Um using his force powers a lot more confidently. I'm not sure if there's naps involved afterwards, but knowing him, probably. He loves naps. Um, we see Carl Weathers coming back, and <clears throat> a lot of different planets, a lot of different situations here. Mando's obviously trying to regain his honor because, oh, God, his cult won't accept him back because he took off his helmet in front of someone. Oh, my God. I saw an interview with him where somebody asked him to talk to their child and then the child didn't recognize him because he keeps the helmet on. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean you keep the helmet on? You took it off almost every episode. <laughs> That's where he keeps it But he it said off. that in an inter- interview so that he had to do the voice for the kid to recognize that it was him because he didn't recognize him. I'm like, sir. Um, I'm the Mandalorian. No, you're not. No, did you, no, did you really keep your mask on the whole time? Did you? I'm serious. I'm, I'm the Mandalorian. Like, no, you're not. You want to think about that for a minute before you start? <sighs> This is the way. <laughs> oh my god, it's the Mandalorian! Like <laughs> you guys yeah, it's haven't the same seen a thing magazine? That Tom, Tom Hanks did with Woody with when yeah. the, the kid was in the elevator. Well that makes sense. It's that's Pixar, sir. Come no, on. that's animated. The Mandalorian, he was a live Yeah, but Tom Hanks has a very out. distinct voice. He, I he mean does. he does. You can't Well. Yeah. Didn't The Rock's daughter not believe that he was Maui even when he tried singing? And then she was like, shh, let the guy on the show, let the professional That's because his daughter's used to him yelling, not singing. <laughs> you know That's what, old man? Let's, let's do an experiment. Just start singing around the house. Let's see if your daughters know who's singing. Like, hang on, who's singing? Hey, Dad, did you hear singing? Who was that? It so was, he was trying to sing with Maui, and she's like, "It was me." Can you, Are you skinning it? Can you not? Down here? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Stop torturing animals! Oh, sorry, you were singing. <laughs> what? My dream. What was, can I say? But you're welcome. 
<laughs> you, see, you see that, fans? You saw my dream, and then you saw the reality. That's for that. I would never want to be the child of a celebrity because they would be quoting their line, their like their famous lines at me, and I'd be like, "Can you not ever do that again?" You want to be grounded for another week? Yes. Make it happen. Keep it up. My day. Keep it up. Unless that was my tagline, keep it up, then I'd never say that word. Just like, you know, letting it ruminate. Um, What else we got? In the I haven't said that in so long, and you just can't let it go. No, no, man. You can't let the good bits die. Just like letting some Justice. things die, like movie theaters, which is our next story, because AMC Theaters will charge movie gear, moviegoers, not gears, moviegoers, more money for more popular seats. You want to sit in the center? All right, so for that, we're going to go to Regal. <laughs> you want to sit in the center of that movie theater? No. Pay up, Junior. So recently, right. we went to see Avatar, um, the, new, the newest Avatar at mm -hmm. a theater in... You don't live in Connecticut, so it doesn't matter. And the tickets, I didn't... I went to that theater not knowing how much the tickets were. And then when I went to buy the tickets, they were $17.75 each. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Which is wild to me. I mean, they're somewhere between 10 and, well, I should say 10, 10 to $12. Oh, I was about to say, I remember going almost, to see a Almost matinee. 20 bucks seems wild to me. But we yeah. get in there. The seats are like, you know, the leather recliners. But not only are they now heated... But they also have a guy that comes uh, out and massages. Like your think, like you. Well, no, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> How are the you? chair moves during the movie, so yeah. as we were going over the Enjoy water, the, the seats were doing this, and then when there were flying scenes, it was like doing this. And then whenever somebody got shot or shot something, or there was an explosion, the chair actually rocked, and then you could I set. Guess. Like how strong you wanted that to be. So the higher the level, you know, like the more your intensity, chair would... yeah, yeah. The thank you, it would there was an intensity level to it. Do you inform so the management about that? That was pretty cool to watch Avatar with. Can you imagine going in there and watching like the speech and having paid twenty dollars for that? Mm. Never again. Yeah, no, we've all made uh, shitty uh, purchases movie wise, but imagine paying not extra money. For that seat, and it being a shitty movie, do you All know right, how so much more pissed off? Where does it say are the premiums, the seats, the middle ones, or the back row? Uh, let's see. I'm a back row person. I was one of the I, I I use the side row because a oh, lot of people don't use them. Selective markets. They're well, smart about the this. Side? So yeah. this way, if it's a real shitty idea, like it wouldn't make this podcast if it wasn't, <laughs> they can retract it back. You know, after popular demand, we are not going to charge extra for seats. We're just going to charge you extra in general. Have a nice day. But does it say which seats are the better seats? Because that no, would they'll be, probably that do would they'll probably do analytics every every two to three months and say, okay, well these were selected, to so we'll charge more for these. So, uh, standard sightline encompasses this major, uh, the majority of the seats in the theater and will be available at traditional cost of the ticket. Meanwhile, value seats, which will only be available to AMC Stubbs members and first-tier insider members, are located in the front of the auditorium. What crazy jackass wants to sit in the front? Oh. For that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Your neck hurts? So like, you make wow! me subscribe to your service, and then you're only going to say, hey, these seats are available for only you. Because nobody else wants them. Including select ADA <laughs> seats and are available it's only at the lower front price row. point. <laughs> Preferred sightline includes seats at the middle of the theater and will be priced at a premium to standard sightline. Okay, Except so meet, middle of the English. theater is what they're doing premium. As a back of the row, a back row person, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, I'm some safe. of those theaters, you have a better sightline in the back anyway. Mar mark, I'll mark, I'll mark yourself safe from the ANC debacle. I like sitting in the back row because I don't have to worry about anyone behind me talking. Because that yeah, drives me. I, I agree with that. Cracking bananas. So theaters that offer sightline will provide a detailed seat map online. How detailed does that map have to be? Well, it's online. It's when you purchase the ticket. Pick your seat. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that I thought that was weird. Um, so we'll move on to the next one. Tiptoeing into the gaming window, but she has always been here. Lara Croft. Amazon plans a Tomb Raider TV show and connected universe. Yeah, we talked about this on the last pod. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, that's why it popped up right away. So <laughs> on that. On that bombshell, which I have a button for that, <laughs> brings yeah, us it's over. just, uh, hey, Amazon's creating, and they're going to connect it to a game. Okay, thanks. That brings That's us over to our ad segment, which, of course, is A-plus catering and events. You want to hop on over to APLUScaterers.com. That's where you're going to find all the most delicious delicatessens that are going to decorate your table and spread for your next office or event. They are always coming up with the most delicious needs that you will want on your table. So hop on over to APLUSCaterers.com and get your next delicious pat on the back today. On the back end here, Giggity, I kept this story in here because I've, I just find it such a great idea. Um, there's a Star Wars game being rumored about game. in the Ubisoft mill that is being compared to No Man's Sky. I thought I heard that this one might have been canceled. Probably. I like your it sounds funny so words, awesome. Magic Man. You know, because this is the game that you would want. That's why it would be canceled. Having an open world game to the level of No Man's Sky to where it's essentially whatever you want to do, go do it. Go to that planet, harvest that thing, strip mine it if you want. Have fun. That kind of level is not something we've gotten at a Star Wars game, and it's something that I think everybody would want. You want to be a shopkeeper? Good. Open a shop. It's a Ubisoft Snowdrop is the Star Wars project. Okay. But, I mean, especially, like, when you're looking at all the lore, especially on how they expand it, an open-world game like this, just like an MMO, Star Wars The Old Republic, is the perfect way to expand that. Because even looking right. at The Old Republic, Big Brother stumbled on to a whole bunch of books that are tied in with that game, and I am loving it. Fantastic. And when you have that kind of layered Star Wars 
you know, premise there. If you just give a fan an open world to where you say, play it how you want. Yeah. Make your own, find your own your own adventure. You know what I mean? Maybe you have a person like uh, in Book of Boba Fett to where, hey, this is where you get your ship and you got to find the materials to make that ship. You can have a perfect survival open world for a Star Wars game. And I think that would be an excellent idea, which is why I would not be surprised that somebody would cancel it. I think that an RPG Star Wars game is definitely something that I would be interested in. It might actually get me to buy like a gaming type something. Well, you may not even need to because you could probably just stream it now. Well, yeah, you have those streaming My Chromebook? Yeah, you can download the Xbox game a game streaming app if you as long as you're subscribed, you can just stream it. Yeah. It doesn't require what? that much of uh Yeah. You just subscribe and it's like ten dollars a month. <sighs> the more you know. And you can play the entire library that's available for game streaming. Yeah. The old man with the glorious new technology facts. You don't need to buy the time to be alive. Ain't it? Yeah, there, there's TVs and monitors that come with the, the app already built in now. There are TVs and monitors? Yes, that come with that game streaming app built in. Can you imagine that game comes out and somebody chooses to work at a gas station? You know what? I could see that. I like a D- I know I'm, I'm crossing the streams here, but imagine a DS9 space station. Okay. And you're... The Ferengi running the bar in that space station. You see everybody and you know everything. And then people approach you to do like pass messages along and 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 hold okay. smuggled things f- and intrigue yeah. and I'm feeling you there. Red so you, of immersion. You're the one with the you're the one taking and giving the tea. Ah. Literally yeah. and figuratively. Well there's that exactly. level there's that level of like <laughs> There's a level of like smuggler kind of gameplay to where you're taking in the information. You're also selling it on the back end, giggity. So you're getting, you got that kind of intriguing, kind of anxious kind of gameplay there. A lot of shows and things, the bartenders, like they go into a bar, the barkeeper, the owner of the bar, whatever they is, always is in the know. Mm -hmm. They help you move your story along. You kind of become an NPC almost, but it would be fun to be the keeper of the secrets. If you can build it that way. If you can. I mean, but that's the thing is Star Wars games. I mean, it's few and far between that they hit like the recent game, Jedi Fallen Order, Um, Mm -hmm. which oh, I ended off the show with that. But we can skip to the last story on the folder, Big Brother. Imagine they do a Star Wars game like that big game that came out for what was it? Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Star Wars version of Animal Crossing. I mean, it it's not far far <laughs> off the mark. So, the Star Wars game they did announce is a nine minute. Obviously, we're not going through it that long, but a nine minute trailer of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which they did push back, but we yeah, get, it was only only six weeks. <clears throat> we get a sense of what we're getting into here with Cal with this trailer is that we see new creatures, new droids, um, you know, the double lightsabers, which are always a a pleasure. Um, And it's, 
it's a great looking kind of it's a great looking game. Okay, graphically, obviously they're going to be putting their best foot forward, but there's a lot of really good improvements to core gameplay that you can tell through this you know nine minute trailer here. Um, you know, just with they kind of, it seems like they lessened the souls like uh, mechanics and made it more of a friendlier RPG feel. That's not to say that the gameplay is any less Souls-like, because they still have the meditation circles you see here in the trailer and the double lightsaber. You know, there's a bunch of different uh, improvements, like with the lightsaber throw and uh, the force push that obviously they're not just going to, like, take your force powers away. It's going to be building onto it to where I'm hoping through this series of games, old man, maybe we can get up to, like, Maybe Cal gets up to like that Star Killer level of Force Wielder. Okay, I haven't yeah. finished the game. That that's on my list to do that before I uh, um get him get the the new game. Well, I mean, even well, I mean, it took me a long ass time too. But once I did finish it, I'm like, oh no, I need that next game. I'm glad I finished it after I knew there was another game coming because <laughs> I would have been so pissed if I had to wait this long. It's really just the game studio behind it is doing such a good job at, at listening to what the fans wanted more from the la- uh, the last one because there's also um there's a level of attention detail because just like uh there's a bunch of things I'm not sure if you got to it yet to where they talk about the people before the Jedi that alien race who had the force in the first game and there's that level that we haven't gotten to anywhere near in the movies or TV sh- series. Uh, in the books, they kind of talk about some pre-Force people, but the game expanded. And that's what really, even with the Force Unleashed games, they they did it as well. There's, there's, there's certain things that certain formats have a better opportunity to expand the format, mm-hmm. like the span, expand the lore than live action. Yeah. Like anime, we say anime can expand the lore on certain things. And we mm-hmm. also say um, like video games also has that interactive ability to expand the lore on it too. Well, yeah, because when you're looking at that, because the video game content, when done right, expands the lore exponentially. Because you look at like Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls series on how much content they actually put out for that game to where there are literally like YouTube videos dedicated to just reading the books in Skyrim. The books. Yeah. Like that level of intricacy is what you can get into a property like Star Wars to where with that you get 40, 60 hours of expanded content and stuff that, you know, it may not be canon, but it's still the force. It's still written like a Star Wars fan from a Star Wars fan's perspective. So it's not something to where like, and all of a sudden his laser turned into jelly grape donuts. Like what? How did he do that? Sugar's in the force. Like it's nothing unexplainable. It's just like, man, didn't happen. But then just brush it away. But there's a lot of stuff that even with the games that you can expand onto and anime even. I'd love to see more Star Wars anime. Oh yeah. 
Me too. I mean, we're getting that second uh, season of Visions, but I feel like even one of those episodes would be a great series. Like The Old Man. That's an anime series I'd watch right there. Yeah. Crazy shenanigans. Just like that. Kind of crazy shenanigans is he going to get into with the Can force? Can we see a Star Wars show that's comprised of mostly Muppets? I would allow that. I would too. I mean, we already have one. Why not more? Darth right, Gonzo. <laughs> right, that show was so bad. All right, use the force feel, to get through it. I feel like Gonzo would be a Sith for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that one meme with him looking like a Sith. And all his chickens would be, um, oh gosh, the, the Inquirers. No. The Inquisitor. The, yeah. the, the Swedish Inquisitor. cook would be Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the Master Swedish Yoda's chef class? As Yoda. Yeah, man. Horse of boars of boars. Like, I don't know yeah, but what like, you're saying. But, like, in Yoda speak, so it would be like, you know, forge of orge. Forge of orge. <laughs> so he would say that and then somebody would come in and translate and be like no and then they would say the riddle and then the person would be like I still don't know what's going on so obviously Kermit is Han Solo and okay. Miss Piggy is Leia that's without didn't they have an episode of that without question so so get me get me the a Star Wars <laughs> wait, wait did we is this our end segment now <laughs> sure sure <laughs> Yeah. Did we have an end segment? I mean, this is a lot better of an end segment than (laughs) sometimes it's best to just let it flow. Who is your Muppet? Who's your Muppet? The animal is Chewy. The the hawk dude. The hawk the hawk dude. He is Sam Eagle? Yeah, he's Revan. Because I, I imagine his helmet would be badass as like a Revan helmet. Oh, that's funny. Oh, you know what? I know we've already cast the Swedish chef, but can you imagine him as the Mandalorian? <laughs> no, we got to have Gonzo as Emperor Palpatine because that, that way you see his, his, his nose come out. His nose is the only thing that pokes out. All right. So is the same um, nose as the senator. No, it is not. So Fozzie Bear is Luke. Okay. I mean, usually Fozzie's cast as the Chuba- uh, as the Wookiee, but I'll I'll allow that. Animals the Wookiee or Grungy. Grungy is the Wookiee Jedi. I'll cast a I'll cast a Fozzie Bear as Grungy. Okay, and then the Doctor and Beaker are R two and C three PO. Yes. Yes. God damn it. Somebody call me and let's make this movie. <laughs> I mean, the Justice League without Pacino and now this. I mean, it's hard for people to top- that listen to this podcast. Can you get in touch with your Hollywood <laughs> connections for us? Please? Just go to pjandwh.com <laughs> and you'll find <laughs> we'll link you up to Katarina. Like, we'll, uh, you don't we'll even have to touch. give me anything up front. I'll just take a percentage off the back end. Nothing crazy. Giggity. <laughs> but I like that as an end segment. Old man, your Muppet, who would you cast? I mean, we've already went went through the majority of them. I mean, of course, you got Miss Piggy would be Leia. I mean, she that's an easy that's a that's just a layup right there. Mm-hmm. Um Animal. Animal? 
I have my I idea mean, for animal. I want to. I want. I want your opinion for animal before I say mine because I gotta go. I mean, animal. animal would just be blown up as as job of the hut for me. Okay, <laughs> I'll allow that. <laughs> you know who I imagined animal? General Ooh. Grievous. Mm. Yeah, give me animal as General Grievous. He can still have all the robot parts, but just animal's head. I like and that. then, of course, the the <laughs> dancers are the, um, you just be here instead of instead of like oh, the, the Tatooine thing, guys? yeah. Instead of Tatooine <laughs> thing, you just hear manamana. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was. You know what? I I saw the dancers. <laughs> I always saw the dancers as uh, inquisitors because that was the tune that you heard as they were hunting down the Jedi. The orc people would just be the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just with little tiny axes. Uh, <laughs> I'll allow it. What about um the two? Oh my gosh. Two old guys that sit in the theater. No, they're the same. <laughs> they're the same. <laughs> they're the same. I love that. Oh, the one's Emperor, uh, Emperor Palpatine and the other one's Senator Palpatine. I thought of them as just two random senators. Senators? Two random senators. Two random senators, not in seminators. Who would that be is such a different no, show. They would be they would be the generals like for the empire. I thought <laughs> I thought those general empires or just two on the republic side, the two republican senators who are like commenting on I, like Palpatine's policies. Who would you pick as Vader? Ooh. I mean, so for the for the key cast, like for the key people, you would actually have to have guest stars. To actually oh, interact with the Muppets. For the, for the mom from Muppet Babies is Vader. <laughs> yeah. I pulled it back, way back, right there with Muppet Babies. I would have chosen that one as Jar Jar Binks, but that's... <laughs> what, about, what about that prawn? That shrimp oh, guy. He's okay. a prawn, I think. Yeah. Prawn. Well, yeah, we're not going to... I mean, you can cast him as Yoda. He would make a good Yoda. I like the no, fact I, of that prawn being Darth Vader and like behind the mask, it's just a prawn. All right. Once again, let's roll out the Swedish chef as Vader. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, roll out the Swedish chef might be the title the of the Swedish podcast. chef can play all three parts. And it, it, it'll just be in subtitles. <laughs> Search your feelings. You know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine um, Swedish Chef as Vader telling Moff Tarkin, uh, don't choke on your aspirations in his voice? I don't even know how that would happen. I can't do a Swedish <laughs> Chef. <laughs> like, anything in that scene on your aspirations. where he's choking him and then just you hear the Swedish Chef afterwards? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're getting forced choked and the last thing that you hear is like that, I can't even. It's like I find your lack of faith disturbing. Photo, 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 photo. That sounds like a great that, idea. That, that's it. Like the whole movie, Darth Vader's pissed off at everyone, but it's just they genuinely don't understand what the fuck. Is I don't know what the hell Lord Vader said. And they all look like they all look at him like somebody farted. <laughs> 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 like that face, like. Uh, uh, uh. 
Done. And then we need one human actor in there. We need one human actor to play something. Well, that's the guest star. You get the, that's the so guest you got to have a guest star for episode four, five, and six. Yeah. So it, it would be whoever the guest star is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's Mark Hamill! <laughs> Welcome to Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that was great, guys. That was great. This is the second time I did a Kermit voice this podcast. I, I'll pat myself on the back. It'd be too long for you guys to come over here and do it. Um, but it leads us to the end of the program, fellas. So, so, ladies so before and we end, I'm going to send this to the chat. Um, I had, I guest starred on a podcast called Evolving with Corey Castle. He mm -hmm. is a wrestler down at DCW, and it's just talk about um, like paying it forward and, and uh, like, how to make someone better. And it was a very, very amazing experience. It was also very cathartic. And here comes mm -hmm. Connor. And enlightened. Yes, buddy. Mommy said I can, I can play on this until the timer goes off nonstop. Okay, but the timer is off. No, I mean, like, the one that was on. The oh, you mean you want, you're, so you're asking me to extend the time? Yeah. That's what you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, how how do you make sense now? She said I could play it until it the will be is extended off. to nine p.m. So you can go back downstairs. Timer's off. The public and credits it. will do fine. <laughs> Search your feelings. You know it's true. She said I could. Um, she said anyway, I could do this. Um, yeah, you can. So I, the best time you were searching for. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Nintendo Switch app on on Google Play. You're searching for. Um, so I had an amazing experience with, um, with Corey. Um, he is by far the genuine article, an amazing human being. I encourage you to go watch, um, this podcast on YouTube. It's also on Spotify if you just want to listen to it. But, um, I, I kind of peel the onion back on myself. I go back into my history, like of all the stuff that I went through and how I became the person who I am today and just my perspective on things. So I, I highly encourage everyone to, to watch it. And listen I do to too. It. I highly encourage everybody because it's a nice Truly introspective encouraged. look and it's a nice crossover for a podcast because it's a different format than to say Triforce podcast fans would be, uh, you know, aware, uh, aware of, and I'll pop it down in the description below the podcast, but it's a, it's a great thing to, especially with the wrestling connections with the DCW or wrestling, as well as our partners over at the free trade entertainment and great media comic-con. We have a lot of stuff and a lot of content coming to you wall Jagger. Yes, so we, do. we may have been quiet. It's coming, getting good. We have not been silent because we are doing nothing else but planning the greatest Comic-Con to come to Delaware County ever. And we have the great media Comic-Con coming May 20th. I'm going to keep beating you over the head with it until I see you there at the community center in media. But he wants you to That's stay better. positive while you do it. Absolutely. I want you to smile while I'm beating you over the head with it. And, and say yes. A lot, a lot like <laughs> A lot like this podcast and the draw, long drawn out goodbye because we thank you out to Moisel Robinson, Mark Gervais, Frank Percy, Matthew Kennedy, and you, Loyal Walljanger, for always liking, commenting, subscribing, and supporting the podcast. This podcast does not end until we do it the same damn way. 
I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man. Next to me in the box is wonderful woman, Katerina Thermoscara. Below me, but always above me, is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. All around us, the omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucarell, big brother, as well as our hero of time and mascot, Link Diablo. Until next time, we love you, we miss you, we want to see you next week. Game on, Walt Jaggers! Bye-bye! Oh, no, we're going to end it. Oh, my oh. God. All right, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. doing right now is trying the dolphin emulator on my pc oh okay dolphin emulator so you're emulating a dolphin it's gamecube and we back when nintendo was fun well the reason why i'm doing it is because if you put your Xbox Series X in developer mode, you can then copy <laughs> your PC settings onto your Series X, and then your Series X can play GameCube and Wii games. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a very specific catalog, but you have that available. And you being the PC mastermind that is the supercomputer that is the old man, we already know you do. So, hey, that's a big win. Big win for nerddom right there. Um, oh, yeah. Wind Waker. And then that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, that's it. Well, you have to think it's all the GameCube library. So you Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. So Metal Gear Ooh, 1 remake. Me- uh, Metroid Prime. Yeah. Yep. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And the and the M- uh, MGS uh, remake. Yeah. No, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that definitely that that especially a remake with the you know with which that. I I still have my copy. You know. It'd be better than the original PlayStation version, I'll say that. Um so what do we got in the end credit folder here? Attack on Titan, the final final season, because it's the finale season, and they did the Netflix thing, they broke it up into two parts. Mm-hmm. Um and we're getting the final season roaring in, uh, oh, and they, they split it in. They cut the baby in two, and then they cut the baby in two again. That's why I thought they already ended this shit. But, yeah, no, they actually have another quarter season coming and then another end final quarter of it. But uh, the last season of the story of Aaron Yeager, which, have you watched any of Attack on Titan, old man? It's actually... I would put it up there with one of the best animes that has come out recently. Like, obviously, you and I agree on My Hero Academia being one of those. Yeah. One Punch Man, a whole bunch of different ones. And I've heard some people even say Chainsaw Man and different, uh, you know, other different anime that, you know, it's on Crunchyroll. So, Um, But with Attack on Titan, that has a specific art style, which is memed. And... It also is very gory, but the story just, it's 
a explosion of a left turn when you didn't see it coming. So for all anime fans, if you have held off on Attack on Titan, wait until the end of 2023 and binge through the whole thing. Mm. It's generally, you know, if you haven't seen Attack on Titan by now, that's probably going to be your best bet. Um, but I wanted to highlight that man in the end credits. Cause I thought, I thought that was a really good story that came out when we were in our little, uh, you know, Comic-Con ramp up, uh, phase there. Um, but just like the second story I have in the end credits is Netflix reveals the first look at a live action one piece series. And it's just two sim, uh, two images and it's, you know, the backs of the main characters, um, you know, Sanji, uh, oh God, I don't remember all their names. It's been so long since I've watched one piece, but Sanji you got monkey. D. Luffy. You got monkey. D. Luffy. You got Zoro, uh, Roranora Zoro. You have, uh, Yusuf, uh, Sanji and God, I forget the woman's name. I don't know. She's useless until like the fifth, sixth season. Her name's bill. That's an odd name. I thought I would remember bill, but with just Ezekiel. Um, nami there we go i knew it would come to me uh it it was very close to bill it was very very close to bill nami close i'm glad you got that figured out yeah but overall there's nothing you could really tell from the backs of you know a live action character i mean it looks like you got their first ship i want to call it the mayflower but i know it's not the mayflower no it's the nina the pinta and the santa maria (laughs) It's one of the four. I don't know. Magellan, bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I don't know. One of them, I think it may have been like Happy Flower or something. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. But it looks like from the picture that it could still suck. That's why it's in the end credits. Um, Just like Zoe Zeldana. She sets box office records um because zeldana is the first actor to appear in four movies that have each crossed the two billion dollar mark at the world box office yep that that's impressive that's a hell of a feather to put in your hat man that's a nice nod that's why i held on to this story because i mean god damn when you look at the movies you have avatar uh, it's Two C- Avatars, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, and Avengers. She started, da, 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 yeah, as Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. All four of those movies. Pff, ha, talk, shake her manager's hand and get his card. That guy gets and, shit done. Or I mean, gal. this is. I mean, or it's sir. it's fourteen years in the making. His Avatar was two thousand eight. Well, she's a great actress too. Yeah, she really is. I believed she was green. And then I believed she was blue. Oh, yeah. She was blue first. Well, yeah. And she was green because she stayed too close to the sun. I can play favorites, but historically, that sounds accurate. (laughs) Because we want you to hit that subscribe button right next to my head. Don't you know? Right above my head. That's actually going to be the very best Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers video for you. Right above the old man's head. That is every single. Triforce podcast in a playlist. And of course, the podcast does not end until we hear our main man Connor say, Bye bye.